Welcome on Texas football. It's uh, time for rapid reactions. Myself, Justin uh, Wells, alongside, sponsored by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Justin, uh, you know, Longhorns now moved to seven and one with the thirty-five to six victory over uh, the BYU Cougars. Uh, BYU literally suffocated by the Longhorn D most of the day. Uh, made some made some hay a little bit in the second half, but uh, I tell you what, the Longhorn defense, for me at least the story of the game overall. Uh, and then we need to talk about Malik Murphy and his first start ever as a Longhorn. Let's start with the Longhorn D and your thoughts there, Dustin. Yeah, uh, I think Michael Taft said it best uh, in the post-game uh, interviews. He basically broke it down and said, look, we're not playing to the standard. And against Houston, we played really well and really hard, and then we let off the gas, and we knew that. And he goes, just because you play with the twos doesn't mean the standard gets lower. And I thought that was very profound. And, and, and I think that was the juice amongst Jade Barron. Uh, Listen to Jalen Ford. Uh, those guys, they they kind of put it on their shoulders like, hey, Houston can't happen again. And 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 you can kind of see a vibe there, but they stuffed them. They, they only gave up field goals. I thought they were really good in the red zone defense. And overall, they, they just – Devondre Sweat was so dominant in the first half, and I think the linebacker play and, and DB play in the second half – pretty much kept BYU and Slovis on their toes. I, I think so, too. Um, talking with uh, Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Justin, uh, I look at it. You mentioned Tavondre Sweat, seven and a half tackles, uh, was behind the line of scrimmage, uh, hurrying the passer all day long. Uh, Jalen Ford led the team with 11 tackles. Uh, overall, Texas had 12 tackles for loss on the day. There was absolutely nothing – uh, that uh, the Cougars could do yesterday uh, against the Longhorns on defense that really caused any concern, even when Keaton Slovis uh, got a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a rhythm on on Saturday. The Texas defense they just put too much pressure on the quarterback, and the BYU receivers weren't that open either. Well, and also look at the DB play. Keaton Crawford has an early PBU. Terrence Brooks has an early PBU. Uh, they were really they active. Pick. They were really, yeah, they were really active on that back end. Jade Barron had a couple uh, pass breakups early on. I, I just thought, and then Ryan Watts came back, and I thought he was somewhat effective in, in limited play. And then Manny Muhammad dings up his hand, comes right back, makes a play. I, I think those guys took it on the chin last week after that Houston game. And I think they were very happy they didn't line up against the speed that they saw in Houston because Brigham Young University just did not have the same level of skill, guys. All right, yeah, Longhorns uh, hold BYU to just two field goals, two of three uh, on uh, the or during the game on Saturday. Uh, but they also uh, held them below 300 yards on the day. That's always a big-time effort uh, against a team that was – uh, before yesterday, two and two in conference. Now two and three. Uh, let's let's uh, switch gears and talk a little bit about Malik Murphy and the Texas offense. Yeah. Not a huge day from Malik Murphy, but workmanlike in many ways. Take away the two uh, first half turnovers, Malik Murphy generally played okay. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian was bound and determined not to let him lose the game for him, uh, even though. Uh, Texas had problems in the red zones. What was your thoughts overall on Malik Murphy and his day? I think he's 16 to 25 for a buck 70. Yeah, I, I don't think he played outstanding and I don't think he played bad. I think he was exactly 
what this team needed, Bobby. I really do. I, I think I think Sark's game plan around Malik Murphy was actually very good. I, I, I you like you said, they didn't let him take too many shots, but then there were a few times where he went vertical, uh, especially uh, in, in the second half. Played a little excited. Uh, there was a couple passes he made that you know he, that he, those might be turnovers the other way, but that that's what happens in your first career start. At the end of the day, I think he played well enough to win the game, and 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 that's what Joe and I talked about in the in the highly acclaimed award winning questions answered. He had mentioned about what do we want to see from Malik Murphy. I said a game manager, someone that plays within themselves. It's funny. Forever we've seen Murphy in spring ball and in the limited play uh, in, in games. He throws that rocket. You know, he's got that hand can at that can on his on, on his shoulder. Um, he was letting it off of it a lot. He was putting some air underneath the balls. And I got to tell you, you got to be careful on some of those. BYU's DBs may not be that quick twitch, but some of these other teams like Kansas State will. And so I think Texas got what they needed. I think Malik Murphy – got what he needed. I think it was a confidence builder. This guy's he's always been a locker room guy. We've talked, we've reported and talked about that since he got on campus. Um, and the seniors really like him. The veterans, the the, the stars, they, they respect him. I think that goes a long way. Not to mention when you've got a Jonathan Brooks and a Cedric Baxter and Savion Red, who is just simply red every time. This guy is tough to bring down. He was tough to bring down in high school. He is a tough nose kid, and I like them incorporating him more and more. Yep, I got you. Uh, so Malik Murphy, uh, overall, I, I felt like you know a passable grade. You know, he didn't go over that, go out there and turn it over four times. He made some rookie mistakes, which is what we expected. Right, we talked about that going in, but he didn't let them mushroom. Right. He, he put a cap on it, and I thought that was very important, probably as important as anything else. Plus, he made a couple of really, really nice throws. He checked down the to the backs, uh, threw a couple of nice deep balls. I, overall, Got Jatavian Sanders back in the mix. I thought they had a good connection, Bobby. And the one to Adonai Mitchell, that connection, two touchdowns there. Those guys have a good click. It, it, he did what they needed. I absolutely agree. All right, uh, before we get going, I want to say uh, talk about a few more things here uh, today, but I want to say thank you to our sponsor. That's Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for a couple of decades. Uh, you can reach Adam at 512-280-0800 or visit him at lowylawfirm.com. Adam and his group give you a free consultation uh, if you've been injured in a car wreck uh, and it's been a really bad one. you think you may be due some compensation, or on the job, just give me a call, 512-280-0800, or visit him at lowylawfirm.com. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. You didn't mention this name when you were talking about offensive players, but one that I think may have been the difference in the game early and really set Texas up to succeed the rest of the day because it got Texas going overall, and that's Xavier Worthy and that punt return. Uh, Jeff Banks, Joe G. Camillus, the, the special teams coaches, uh, they've been waiting to see Xavier Worthy or someone take it to the house. Last week against University of Houston, Keelan Robinson had a big return. This week, uh, Xavier Worthy with the, 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 the punt return for a touchdown. Uh, big play, got the Longhorns going early on Saturday, and that made Malik Murphy settle in. That made Texas as a whole settle in. Uh, as, the, as they said on the telecast, 
Xavier Worthy was officially the X factor on Saturday. Yeah, I think Worthy was the reason that all three phases of the game could get a could get a check to check the box. Like yep. that, that that happened. You know, anytime you get a touchdown like that, I think it was timely. Because, you know, Murphy did make some mistakes afterwards, but I felt like it brought the crowd into it. I felt like it kind of opened things up a little bit. And so with, with 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 Worthy, he's just – it was bound to happen. That was one that you just keep thinking, all right, he's about to take this. He's about to get this. And then you saw it, and it was smooth, and he was untouched. And it set a really good tone. They, they played good on special teams. They really did. But listen, as cool as Worthy's t- touchdown was, and I know that was – that, that puts more points on the board. Ryan Sanborn's 74-yard punt was the stuff of legend. <laughs> so, in, in, in a capsule, I feel like all three phases of the game were complementary to each other, maybe for the first time in so much synergy this season, Bobby. Uh, I tell you one thing. I, I, yes and no, and I'll say this. No. because there. No, I want to say this. There were times the offense did not look good. It looked a little discombobulated. Oh, absolutely. About the red zone. Texas finished just two of five in the red zone on the day. Scored two touchdowns, but also came away absolutely empty on three possessions, uh, one of which was a Malik Murphy fumble. Two There's of them were still red zone problems, Bobby. Yeah, what, what, you know, we talked about that in the postgame, Justin. My, my thoughts on, on short yardage. They're just not getting a push from the offensive line. In particular, no. I got to be honest, Jake Majors and, and and Hayden Connor are not moving anybody. And when you pull Hayden Connor on the goal line, that's not doing anybody any favors. Uh, they've got to find it. They've got to find a solution to that or else it's going to minimize and limit what this team can become because they have got if they if you get the ball third and one on the goal line or third and one on third and goal from the one. You've got to be able to punch that in or else you're just going to leave points on the board. And that can be whether it's Oklahoma, BYU, Kansas State, Iowa State, whoever they play, it's going to be an issue. Bobby, I thought we figured this out in the spring. I thought you and I and Coach Irwin figured this out after the spring game. Remember he had talked about what it's going to look like going big down there in the red zone, down there on the goal line. And what did we see in the spring game that we hadn't seen in years? That big downhill back named Cedric Baxter go through that hole, hit it at 215 and score. Bobby, why haven't we seen that in the first seven games of this season? And I understand Baxter has been dinged up for a large portion of this year. But for I would count last week and really this week is the best we've seen of CJ. I think he's 100%. I think that's an easy fix for a, bob- a baffling question. It, it, they've got to do something, and whether it's personnel uh, or uh, play calling or, uh, you know, who, who knows, just execution generally. Uh, it's, it's a problem for the Longhorns and certainly one that Steve Sarkeesian needs to uh, take a good look at uh, and get ready for next Saturday when the K-State Wildcats come, come to town. Uh, Justin, uh, Longhorns win 35-6. to six. Not it, You know, they covered the spread – uh, we talked about going in. I, I can't believe they covered the spread because I couldn't see how Texas with a freshman quarterback would be able to score that many points. Then again, uh, boy, BYU is on tough times. But yeah. what's even more crazy to me is they had w- actually won two conference games. Texas thoroughly dominated them despite having two turnovers. 
Uh, you know, what what does this mean for Texas? What does this kind of win mean? Does this mean that that Texas is now, I know getting ready to leave the Big 12, but decidedly in the upper echelon of, of the conference? I know they're they're tied for the for the conference lead, but it just it's kind of interesting to me that Texas goes out there and dominates with a backup quarterback. I, I really do feel like it's just a bunch of little things. I feel like BYU had been playing a pretty, pretty soft schedule going in, and they had kind of had an easy route getting to this point. You're right. This is not the same guy. They used to have some some real skill guys to go along with those big, big Samoans, and, and you're not seeing those as much anymore. Um, I think you have to understand, too, Texas has always – has it from this season, they're in the upper echelon. When, when Oklahoma loses at Kansas – I think, and now they're tied for first place in the Big 12. I think they're already up there. I think the BYU win, honestly, is exactly how they thought the Houston win. It was the opposite of the Houston win. I think this is how they thought the Houston game was going to go. And so they put a little bit more like juice, like, okay, we we really kind of stumped our toe here. They beat a better, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat on. That's basically – and the only reason it wasn't a blowout blowout is because you're playing the backup quarterback. He made some early mistakes. You let them have a drive in the second quarter that went about an hour and a half. All those little things add up, and I think that's why you got to this point. Got it. Uh, all right. A uh, little bit more info, uh, some players that, that I wanted to uh, give a hat tip to. Uh, Jaden Blue came in off the bench, scored a late touchdown. You mentioned Savion Red. I agree with that. Uh, another one is Keelan Robinson. Keelan Robinson uh, not yeah. only uh, had had a nice uh, rush, he also had a reception. Uh, very big uh, contributor in special teams, especially on that Xavier Worthy punt return uh, on offense. And then you mentioned J J T Sanders. He also had a little bit of comeback uh, in him. Uh, Adonai Mitchell uh, led the team in receiving yards with 59 on just three three catches. I thought he did a great job uh, in the end zone. Uh, making that uh, that catch for a touchdown right before half uh, to really put after that point, I, I think it pretty much put the game out of reach for BYU going into half. Uh, a big, a big, big uh, play there, and a big uh, throw and play call from Steve Sarkeesian as well. Yeah, and and, and BYU's inability to, to score touchdowns was kind of their their detriment. They would move the ball a little bit. They got down there a few times, but they had to settle for field goals. And I think that was Texas defense basically stiffening up and, and doing a lot better. But again, this is a win where Texas is supposed to come. They're supposed to handle it this way. This is the this is the way it's supposed to go down. And right now, I think that's that's the way they have to look at it. Getting in, getting prepared for Kansas State because Bobby, that's a team playing a lot better, which we knew they would because they're coached by Chris Kleiman because they know how to play football. I know they graduated people. They replaced those guys with more development. Man, this only means this next week is going to be big. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Yep, it is going to be big because Longhorns are going to need it on Saturday against the Wildcats. I'm looking at the stats right now, Justin. i got to be honest. I would have not been able to tell you that actually BYU had more first downs than the Longhorns on Saturday, uh, 17 to 16. But BYU, listen to this, was 3 of 14, Justin, on on third down. Uh, Texas, meanwhile, was 6 of 11, uh, a big difference there. Uh, the uh, Cougars rushed for only 95 yards, whereas Texas doubled them up on the ground, essentially, uh, with 184 yards. Uh, Texas also came away with three turnovers to just two uh, for uh, the BYU Cougars. Uh, other thoughts on, on the game, Justin, in uh, what you saw uh, that uh, you want to impart to the folks here on On Texas Football? Yeah, I just – I think it was – I liked that they – that Sark actually kind of let Malik kind of grip it and rip it early to give him some confidence. Even Malik talked about that, that, hey, that showed that my coach believes in me. He's got my back. And so I think he, he let him have a little bit of leeway there, a little bit of a leash. I think Jonathan Brooks had one of those, another 30, 40 yard runs that he just breaks off every game. And once again, I think he was only a few yards shy of his fifth or sixth hundred uh, yard rushing game this year. And so I think in JT Sanders having three or four grabs, especially the one where he got popped and I'm pretty sure it hurt the safety more than it did him. Um, the offense was well. I like seeing Cole Hudson getting back in the rotation. He played a lot in the second half at right guard. He was doing well, I thought. Christian Jones, again, maintaining that. Like you said, Keelan, Keelan Robinson and Jaden Blue getting in the mix was always nice. And then on the defensive side, I mean, they didn't give up a touchdown. And I don't care who you're playing, any Saturday, any time of the year, especially in late October, uh, you don't give up any touchdowns. You, you, your defense, you did a good job. You get an extra juice box after practice. I want to mention uh, one other thing I, I, I want to bring up real quick. Uh, it felt like to me David Benda uh, did not get as much time. His time was split with Maurice Blackwell and Anthony Hill quite Anthony a bit. Anthony Hill started. Anthony yep. Hill actually started. You're right. And Blackwell made some plays back there too. You talk about two guys with more twitch and athleticism, and we're David Benda fans. We know what he can do. But you're exactly like Blackwell was was nice. And Anthony Hill, whoo, his first start and someone throws a ball right in the middle of his chest. I can only imagine <laughs> that video tomorrow when they watch that because Anthony Hill has hands. I, I'll tell you what, uh, Hill had five tackles, uh, including uh, two tackles for uh, including one tackle for a loss. Mo Blackwell had five tackles. With two tackles for loss. There you go. Oh, that's productive productivity there. David Bender with three tackles uh, and two solos as well. Uh, of course, Jalen Ford, by the way, led the team in tackles with eleven on the day. All right, uh, we're going to close up here. We got a couple more, a couple more things I want to go over. But first, I want to say thank you again one more time to our friend Adam Lowy at the Lowy Law Firm. Give him a call if you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job. 512-280-280. 0800 or visit him at the lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. That's right, a free consultation. You call him, uh, no, uh, no 
strings attached. Uh, talk to him, see what's going on, uh, and he can go from there. All right, all right last uh, couple things here I had for you uh, right now. Arch Manning did not get in this game. There was a time clearly where he could have gotten in this game, right? Texas was up by three or four or four scores, I think, in the fourth quarter. Why didn't why didn't Steve Sarkeesian, in your opinion, put Arch in there? Because I think he wanted to put Arch in in the second quarter. I think he wanted to do it in a series by a, by a couple series by couple series type pattern. If the offense was clicking more than it was in the first half, in first half, uh, and then once the second half got there, I just I I think for Steve it's or Coach Sarkeesian it's ripping the the label off. Like I think he wants to do it at the right time and maybe. Uh, garbage time and, you, you know, handing the ball off three times on the final drive to, to kill the clock against BYU is not the way you want Arch Manning to debut. Maybe that's not what he was planning for. He mentioned multiple times about planning to play Arch Manning, and, and you and I both know that was definitely in the game plan, that he was going to see the field. But it was funny because the more I would watch the game, the more you could see they made a move here on offense, but then they take a step back, and then they make another move. And so it got to the point where when they started the second half, you can't, you couldn't take Murphy out for some of the mistakes he was making, and then he would you know, make up for him with good plays. And so there was never a, it was never an example of, well, he played so great, here's Arch's chance to play. And it was never, oh, he played so bad, they really need Arch to go in to see what it looks like. That was going to be one of your scenarios, and it never went either that way, in my opinion. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised Steve Sarkeesian did not uh, go to that. Uh, last thing for me, uh, a number of young defensive players, I thought, uh, saw true action. Of course, Manny Muhammad's been playing already a lot. So has Derek Williams, but we saw Jamon Tapp. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman, uh, obviously. We saw another a young guy, Jare Bledsoe, play a bunch. Uh, Justice yes. Finkley played again uh, with Ethan Burke out. Yeah, felt like the defense. We talked about Anthony Hill getting his first start. Felt like the defense had some young young guys contribute on Saturday. I think when you get leads, that's what you're supposed to do. And I think Sark's shown this season. He wants to get those young guys as much experience and reps as possible because, again, in a in a potential 13, 14, 15-game season, you're, you need these guys for the duration. And, and he was actually looking at, you know, not load management per se, but, you know, he was playing a deep bench the first month of the season. Mid, mid, mid couple games, it might have bit him a little bit, but I think you're going to see more of that. And in, in a game with like BYU, you get that chance. Because you don't know when Jamon Tapp's going to need to come in in the second half against Kansas State. You don't know when Jare Bledsoe's going to need to sub in all of a sudden for a series because he's been impactful in the little bit of time that he's played the last few weeks. So it's just keeping your your bench deep. It's just keeping guys fresh, keeping reps down. Remember, he doesn't want these defensive guys in offensive line linemen for for, for that matter, especially the interior guys taking over their amount of snaps. And so you play in BYU, you get a chance to, to empty your bench. Got it. All right, uh, Justin, I appreciate you. Uh, Justin and I both work with on our with InsideTexas.com. If, if you get an opportunity, you, you're going to want to go over there and read our post-game coverage, uh, the coverage of the uh, games coming up this week against Kansas State as well, uh, as new recruiting news and information. Go over there to InsideTexas.com. Uh, use promo code OTF. IT23. That's OTFIT23. Right now we have a special going on. 
two months for just $1. That's two months for just $1. Any final thoughts for you today, Justin, on uh, the Longhorns' victory yesterday? They have to – it's time to shore some things up. They need to stiffen up in a few areas because Kansas State is going to give them everything they have. Uh, that's That, to me, is probably the toughest game remaining on the regular season schedule. I know TCU will be tough. I know Iowa State's playing well. And I know that Texas Tech, according to Joey McGuire, is the next Alabama. And so I, I think this is the one that you got to prepare for. So you got to shore stuff up. If that means shorten the bench, that means shorten the bench. But at the end of the day, yeah, I, I think – this tells this is a good momentum boost to saying, look, we can start strong now because Texas has shown they can finish well in 2023. All right. That's just great stuff. All right. That's going to do it for rapid reactions. I'm Bobby Burton and Justin and for Justin Wells. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Adam Lowy. Uh, Longhorns win 35 to six dominating defensive performance for Texas. The debut of Malik Murphy. Hook him. <laughs>